I feel the presence of the Lord. How about you? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. How many of you enjoyed the food? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Before Pastor Diane uh, comes up, how many of you like to hear a funny story? You know, Mary Hart doeth good like a medicine. This is a true story. It's a story that happened to me. And uh, I had a pastor who was a friend as well. And uh, we used to go play golf together. And we went out to a really nice, prestigious golf course. We were known on this golf course as being preachers of righteousness. And and, uh, they had a lot of... uh, high-quality people that were playing on the course at the same time we were. Every time we would go out, we would rent a golf cart, and uh, we would, you know, do our turn and everything else. So about through the first seven holes, everything went just fine. But then on the eighth hole, just before we were approaching the eighth hole, uh, the forward gear went out on the cart. And so we're, we're sitting there, we're trying to make it go and everything else. And finally, he put it in reverse. He was driving. I wasn't. He was driving. He put it in reverse, and the reverse gear worked just fine. And so uh, we, we talked back and forth, and I said, look, I, you know, the, the, the main office is not far away. I'll be happy to go over and get us another cart. Let them come pick this one up. He said, oh, no. He said, it's, it's, you know, we just got two hoes left on the nine, and, and we'll stop off, and we'll get another cart, you know, uh, and play the last nine. And, uh, I mean, he's pastor. He's supposed to know. And uh, I said, okay, whatever you want to do. So we drive backwards on the course. You know, doing the eighth and the ninth hole. And uh, several people had already passed us uh, because, because we were, we were, he was having some difficulty driving backwards, you know, turned around, trying to turn around and drive at the same time. And anyway, these people knew we were preachers. And they, they were pointing at us, laughing at us, and everything else. So uh, we finally play those two holes. We get to the clubhouse, and we get another cart. And uh, by this time, some of the other men have passed us. And uh, we go out, and they saw us driving backwards uh, and everything, and they were just laughing at us. And... Uh, so we come out of the clubhouse, get in the cart, and we take off going forward to our 10th hole. And these guys are looking at us, pointing at us again, like, why didn't you use that to start with, you know? <laughs> you guys have a problem or what? So we, we play, uh, 
and we continued to play and passing different uh, golfers and stuff. And they were making comments and making statements to us and stuff. And and uh, we get to this one hole and and uh, it was kind of a, a you know kind of like a dog leg to the to the right and and uh, Pastor hit his ball went a good distance and everything else. I hit my ball and it went a really good distance. And uh, it went over the hill and, and down the hill, and and uh, his ball went out to the left. Mine went, it was just a little off center, and uh, went to the right. <clears throat> so we get up to his ball. He gets out, and uh, he uh, starts to hit his ball. He said, just take the cart and go over and get your ball, and then come back and pick me up. So I said, okay. So I drive over uh as I'm driving over, I smell this horrible odor in the air. What in the world is this odor? And uh, as I'm driving over the hill, it gets more intense and more intense. And when I get there, I get close to it, I can see my ball. But next to my ball was a skunk. <laughs> this is a true story. I'm not fibbing. <laughs> This is this true story. What had happened is my ball had hit the skunk in the head and knocked him out. And this this skunk is laying over there and he's breathing, you know, in and out. And as he's breathing, he's releasing the, the you know, the smell. So I turn real quick and I I go back to the pastor and I said, I'll just hit my hit another ball from where your ball was. He said, no. He said, that's not the way you play the game. You hit the ball. You started with, you hit the ball. You go back over there and you hit the ball. I said, I'm not going back over there to hit the ball. I am not going to do it. I just will take a mulligan or whatever and we'll, we'll just play from here. He said, that's ridiculous. Did you find your ball? I said, yeah, I found it. I said, yeah. I said, but I don't want it. He said, well, I want you to want it. I said, well, I tell you what, you go find it and you can have it. He said, nope, we're going to go together. We're going to go get your ball. I said, okay, whatever. And in the meantime, we have a couple of other golfers coming by because we're taking too much time, you know, arguing about this ball and stuff. So this this one uh, group comes by, and you can hear them yelling and screaming <laughs> and everything else. Man, this stuff stinks, and they were using some language and everything else, these businessmen. And uh, so this pastor and I, we get up pretty close. He said, man, it really does stink over here. I said, I know it stinks over here. That's the reason I didn't want to. Hit my ball. He said, well, do you know where the ball is? I said, yes, I know where the ball is. And we go over there, and the skunk is still there. He is out. He is out, but he's, you know, he's breathing. And I said, my ball is right over there about a foot away from him. I am not going over there to hit the ball. He said, I don't blame you. Let's go back to where we are. So I just thought you'd appreciate that. That's just...
wonderful times together and uh, very funny, very funny times. He was a very funny uh, minister and uh, uh, just just had some awesome times. But they, sometimes the Lord just does some things for you in your life that that really, you know, just strikes strikes a chord in you. I mean, I cannot tell you the number of times I've just laughed over that incident. It's been years ago, but I still laugh about it because it was so funny. But yet it was so unique for the moment. And the best part about it is is these guys thought we were crazy anyway. (laughs) So it didn't really make a whole lot of difference. Amen. Well, I appreciate Pastor Diane. She always brings a good uh, word when she comes. Now, if she gets her hand and her finger, especially her finger, if she gets her finger going like this, you better pay close attention. Because if if you don't, she'll nail you. She is a, a very, Diane's a very uh, quiet individual, except when the Holy Ghost gets on her. So we've been praying that the Holy Ghost gets all over this morning and uh, ministers you. Give her a good hand as she comes up here to share this morning. You be careful with my anointed Bible. Okay. Thanks a lot, Pastor. How, how am I going to follow that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. He is so good and so faithful. And we just are here to worship and praise his name and, and just be in his presence. That's, that's the main thing is just sit in his presence and love him and and just receive all that he has for us and then give back to him. You know, it's a two-way story. It's not a one-way story. He blesses us. We, you know, we bless him back because that's what the word says we're to do. Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray before we go any further. Oh, Father God, we are so thankful and we are so grateful for who you are and what we possess in you. Lord, you are everything. We just look to you. We look to the author and finisher of our faith. We put our complete and total dependence upon you for who you are, Lord, how you've blessed us and how you reached down and pulled us out of darkness and brought us into the to the marvelous light of your word. And we are forever grateful. We're forever thankful, Lord, that we know you, that we know the power of your might now. Oh, Lord, we love you. We worship you. And we magnify your name. Thank you, Lord. Now, Father, we just thank you, Lord, as your word comes forth, Father, that you would just anoint our ears to hear, Father, and that the, your impartation will come and flow through each one of us, Father. Lord, we want to, to reach 
our spirit man and, and receive what you have for us. And so we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, in, in just a few days, we're going to be celebrating Mother's Day. And so we want to take this opportunity and celebrate the mothers that are here. And, and not just the mothers, but all of the ladies, uh, you know, that are here, whether you're mother or not. But just celebrate you for who you are in Christ Jesus and what he's put in you, your giftings and your callings. You know, you're just so special to him. And we just, you know, we just can't thank him enough for what he's done for us. I know what my world was like before I came to know him. And I sure, surely am thankful that I know him in a different way, in a different world than than I was in before. Because, um, you know... We, we are nothing without him, the truth of the matter. But when he comes in, you know, we, we have received the fullness of who he is. And uh, his glory, his glory abides within each one of us. And we're so grateful and thankful for that anointing and that glory that rests on the inside of us. So anyway... Um, I'll just tell you a little bit about ourselves and our family. Um, first of all, I had the most, I was blessed with the most wonderful, sweetest parents. And I am just forever grateful to the Lord, you know, for putting me in their care. Because uh, they, they, they were just really precious. And my dad did not come to know the Lord in the fullness till um, he was, he had, they had been, uh, he had been diagnosed with cancer. And um, so it was a very serious situation and everything. But the whole time that um, I was growing up, he, he just wasn't, he didn't want to go to church. He was, he was real quiet, real introverted and, and, um, he just he just didn't talk a lot and but when he did have something to say you better listen because he he had something important to say but anyway god was so gracious that um before he uh, went you know left this life uh, my sister's uh pastor went to the hospital and just made sure that he was okay with the Lord. Now, all the time I was growing up, he, and when we would ask him to go to church, he, he would say, I, I know the Lord. I just, I, you know, he just didn't want to go to church, but the pastor prayed for him and, and the anointing was there and they just had a glorious time. And from that time on, he just opened up and, and, um, mother said that, you know, in their times together, 
that he, he, they just talked and he just shared things, you know, from his life that he had never opened up to her before. And, um, so God is, is so good. When we pray, he promises us, he promises us our, our household. And so we have every right to claim what's rightfully ours in our family and not settle for anything less than, than God's best. So anyway, he, he, uh, went to be with the Lord and, and, um, but like I said, the whole time growing up, he was just a, a good, wonderful man, a, a loving man. Um, but just, you know, in the natural, you, you know, he was so quiet and so to himself. Um, it, it was a big change when he really began to, to open up to us and let, let us see more of his heart. But anyway, my mother uh, was just, I was so blessed to have the mother that I did. She was, she was just so, so precious. And um, as she got, you know, it was later in life for her, and, and um, it came to the point that she was, um, needed to go and have extra care, and she was in a nursing home. And and uh, when I would, we were living up north, and so I didn't get to come and see her very much. But when we did come, and my sister and I would, uh, my sister lives in Amarillo. That's where I was raised. And anyway, my sister and I would both go to visit her. And when we got to the nursing home, they knew my sister real well, but they didn't, you know, know me because I wasn't able to be there that much. But when I would walk in the door and tell them who I had come to see, they all, I never ever went that I didn't have this experience. They said, oh, Vera, that's her name, was her name. You, uh, you're Vera Bentley's daughter's. They said, your mother is so sweet and so precious. I don't think I've ever had, you know, heard a word out of her mouth where she's complaining or being, you know, as you get older, they can, especially, you know, in a nursing home, they can be really cantankerous and everything, but not with her. And it was it was that way with everything all the time that I that I was growing up. She um, I, I heard several people say, you know, I, I don't think I've ever heard Vera say a cross word. You know, she is so kind and so sweet and so gifted. So, you know, that that is a wonderful heritage to to be raised in. Um, in that kind of setting, and there wasn't anything that she couldn't do. She was so gifted. She she um, made wedding cakes and decorated them, and she never charged anybody for it. She would, you know, it would, she would do it for friends of the family, and I mean, it, they were just beautiful. You know, you couldn't get a cake like that in any bakery. So, um, and then she, our yard, 
she was just so gifted. The flowers and, and everything in the yard were just, it was just beautiful, you know. And she was so gifted and she was so crafty. She made her clothes. My my sister is in mine. I don't think she ever tried to make my brother's clothes. But anyway, uh, God God was so good in, you know, giving me such a good example as a mother. And, uh, you know, every Mother's Day, you can, I just can never help but reflect of the opportunity that I was given to sit under such a good example. And, you know, that's what God is asking us as mothers to be. It's just, I want you to be an example for me. That's your high calling, you know, is be an example that other young mothers will, will follow. You know, he says in the word, the Lord tells the, the younger ones, the uh, older ones, to teach the younger ones. And so that is our calling, to help minister and train and equip. So praise the Lord. Um, and then as far as our family, we have three wonderful children. Our, our son is still living up north. He lives in, um, in Manchester, New Hampshire, him and his wife. And then... Um, we live with our middle daughter, and uh, she, of course, you know, she's in this area. And then Crystal and her husband and three children moved a couple of years ago. Uh, they they were living in North Car- uh, North Carolina, and they God put it on their heart and opened the door for them to come and be here. So. What a what a gift it was for us to have um, at least both the girls with us and their families. But God, you know, has has blessed our children. It's everyone that is a mother here. You know, being a mother is not any 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 easy task. You know because. Children, they're all different. You can have three children, and they all have totally opposite personalities. And, you know, so, okay, how do I deal with this one when that one is, you know, they're so different. And, you know, without the Lord, I don't know how anybody raises a family, you know, because... Of that very thing. I mean, it is a high calling, and as far as I'm concerned, in the way that I feel about it, and and I know others sitting here do too, that that you need the the wisdom and the um, anointing and the guidance to be able to to meet their needs and and teach and train them. You know, it says in Exodus um, 20, uh, 12, I believe it is, uh, For uh, it says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that it shall be well with thee as in the land that he has given you. So the greatest thing that we can do in being, being a mother 
is, um, you know, teach our children and our grandchildren and their children. You know, we've got a, a great grandbaby now that, um, you know, learning to honor and give the Lord that's uh, the glory that's due his name is, is the best first thing they need to be taught. So when we have the opportunity to have that kind of sit under that kind of anointing, it's, it's a blessing. So I know, you know, we always, we always taught the, our children, you know, to, to honor. You are to honor your father and your mother. You can't, you know, they, we were talking about it last night. We live in such a different world today than it was, you know, back when we were um, raising our children. Our our son was our uh, firstborn, and, you know, he was just, he was just, you know, when they, when they're born, they lay them on your stomach, you know, while they're doing the rest of their work, and you... You hold them for the first time, and you just you're you're just awestruck, you know, of this blessing that God has given you, and uh, then it just it never stops. They never quit being. They're always there to call and ask for advice, and and um, you know sometimes you still have to do some correcting. You know, it never it never ends. Because um, there's just always such, um, you know, God has placed in you wisdom and knowledge to to uh, just love on them and never, ever quit praying for them and sowing into their lives. You know, I remember one time... Uh, through the years, we went through, went through some real hard times with our son. And um, I can remember to this day the house we were living in. And I, where I was in the house when I said, Lord God, I, I'm so desperate to want to, to teach, you know, our children and teach them right. But what I'm seeing, you know, I just don't see him getting it, you know. And especially with the situation that we were going in with our our son. And finally, uh, I was just crying out, crying with my heart out to the Lord. I just don't know what to do. Where am I missing it? Why can't I get through? And... He waited for me to to be quiet so I could listen. And the thing he spoke to me is, I am the Lord God Almighty, and I am your father. But even I can't, you know, let me see even I can't override this child's will. Because if I could, 
he would be just like a robot. He has a will. He has a choice. Just like Jesus had a choice when he was born and as he was growing up. He had plenty of opportunities to disobey his parents, but he chose not to. You know, he, he could have disobeyed just like anybody else. And so that really took a lot of weight off of my shoulders. If God, you know, if his only begotten son and the rest of everyone else, their children, you know, they, they're just, they're, I'm the creator, but I'm not lord over their life and dictator over their life until they make the decision to let me come in and lead and direct their lives. So anyway, that that really helped me. And, you know, I said, thank you, Lord. I really needed that information, you know, because at some points you just, you just have have to throw up your hands and say, Lord, you take this because I don't know what to do about it. And I know that I'm not the only one sitting here that hasn't gone through those things with raising your children. But anyway, children are a blessing from the Lord. And uh, so we're just, we're privileged to to, you know, have the opportunity to sow into their lives. And I just, you know, thinking back, I'm just, just so grateful and thankful for how much he loves us. And he says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I've never seen my, you know, my son begging for bread. I'll always be there to to minister to you. You'll never... If you choose to live, you know, apart from me, then that's your will. But I'm never in a separation, (laughs) being separated from you. I am always there watching out and loving you and caring for you. Anyway, um, I want to read in... um, Let's see. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs 31, verse, um, starting with verse 10. I tell you what, I think I'd rather go to Psalms 139 first. And this is another scripture that has really blessed me through the years because it just, you know, shows shows us what a what a personal God that we have, how much He loves us, and He's always there with us. Uh, let's see. I'm going to start with. Um, Verse 10. Wait, I'll go up a little further. I'll just start with the first verse. It's all so good. 
Oh, Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. You know my down-sitting and my uprising. You understand my thought afar off. You sift and search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue still unuttered, unuttered, but lo, O Lord, you know it all together. You have beset me and shut me in behind and before and have laid your hand upon me. How many of you know it's so good to have the hand of the Lord laid upon you? (laughs) Amen. Your infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high above me. I cannot reach it. Where could I go from um, your spirit? Or where could I um, flee from your presence? If I ascend up into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Shoal, the place of, of the dead, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall your hand lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the night uh, shall be the only light upon me, even the darkness hides nothing from you. But the night shines as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you did, this is my very favorite (laughs) scriptures here. For you did form my inward parts. You did knit me together in my mother's womb. We're talking about mothers and what God has done. I will confess and praise you, for you are fearfully wonderful, and for the uh, awful wonder of my birth. Wonderful are your works, and that my inner self knows right well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret. And intricately and curiously wrought, as if embroidered with various colors. That's why we are so beautiful all in our own ways. Because we've been embroidered by the Lord with various colors. In the depths of the earth, a region of darkness in mystery... Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and in your book all the days of my life were written before ever they took shape, when as yet there was none of them. How precious and weighty also are your thoughts to me, O God! How vast is the sum of them! I could count, if I could count them, they are more in number. Then the sand, when I awoke, could I count to the end, I would still be with you. Thank you, Lord. If you would only 
slay the wicked, O God, at the, uh, and the men of um, blood would depart from me, who speak against you wickedly, and your enemies take your name in vain. So there's always someone that is there to, you know, speak evil about us and all those things. But God, that, nothing like that ever comes from our Father. He is such a loving and a good Father. Thank you, Lord. But that, you know, where it, where it says, My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and curiously wrought, as if embroidered with various colors in the depths of the earth, a region of darkness and mystery. So, anyway, that's that's why we are all so special in the Lord's eyes, and um, because he has made us to be who he wants us to be. We were... We were Made, you know, the way he wants us to be from the very beginning. But it takes time for every person to grow in to who God has called us to be. It doesn't happen overnight. And immediately we go through a lot of training and, you know, lesson learning (laughs) So, you know, when you're raising your children, you know, how many times, you know, do we say, I have told you (laughs) ten times. Now, it's time that you you need to listen to me and you need to obey. You know, Phil said, when he gets, you get your finger. And and my children, you know, I, I... tried my best not to lose my temper with them, you know, but I can think we can all say times that, that, you know, you just, you, you become so frustrated. (laughs) But, (laughs) But God is so good. He's so faithful and patient with us. And he, he still is there to help us, to give us the direction to, to lead them and guide them and and give them understanding and i'm telling you you know when they when you are working on some area and you see them begin to make the change and turn and go the different way i'm telling you then what joy joy cometh in the morning you know thank you lord and as I was sharing, we went through some very difficult times with our son, but um, it was actually 18 years that I, there were nights I, I just could not get in my bed. I went in and I got by my, down on my knees by the couch, and I would not get up from there. Till I got a release from the Lord, you know, that, you know, praying protection over him and that the angels of the Lord are encamped around about him. And he is the disciple taught of the Lord and great is his peace and undisturbed composure. 
that's in Isaiah. You know, that is, that is one of the most important scriptures, you know, that, that I prayed over all three of our children. They are disciples. They're taught of the Lord, and great is their peace and undisturbed composure. Lord, please help me deal with the undisturbed composure. <laughs> but when, when they do, the light begins to come on in their heart, in their lives, you know, and they can see for themselves that they have, in, instead of, you know, just doing it, be doing things because they're made to do it, but that they are finally submitting to the Lord and doing things because God is directing them and they see his love and they're beginning to, the chains are beginning to be broken you know, in their hearts and their lives where they can be freed from, you know, rebellion and other things that that all of us have dealt with in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Now let's go to Proverbs 31. Anyway, I just I wanted to say one other thing. Um, there were times, you know, when Phil would become so frustrated with our son, you know, because he just he just didn't see the turn being made in different things. And one time he asked him, he said, "Paul, where?" Where did I go wrong? Where did we miss it? Of course, this goes back to what the Lord spoke to me. But uh, he said, Dad, you raised me right. I was raised in a good Christian home. You didn't do anything wrong. He said, I made my own choices. I was in the wrong, and I'm the one that had to fix the things that I had become, you know, get rid of the things I had become involved with. You know, it's, it wasn't you or mom that could, could make it happen. I mean, he, he knows, he knows how many, you know, because I, I always told him, you know, when I got the opportunity to talk to him, I love you. We love you. We're praying for you. You're going to come through this. You know, God's, God's there. He's, he's with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. So, anyway, um, the day came that he finally, you know, every, the chains were broken 
And not that that everything is perfect now. None of us are perfect. But but finally, after all the years, you know, there is headway. <laughs> you know, we want to be moving forward. We don't want to be living back here trying to to fix the things that we the mistakes that that we felt that we made and everything because there's nothing that can be done about those but getting in the prayer closet and standing on the word of God they, the change will come Amen. the word works okay proverbs 31 a capable intelligent and virtuous woman who is he can, who can find her? She is far more precious than jewels, and her value is far above rubies and pearls. That, you know, that just blesses you when you read that, you know, that our value is far more precious than rubies, jewels, and pearls. So this describes... A woman that lives or that has a life that lines up with the word of God. And it's precious to the Lord. It's precious to the Lord. The heart of her husband trusts in her confidently and relies on and believes in her safely that uh, so that he has no need of honest gain our need of dishonest spoil. She will comfort and encourage and do him only good as long as there is life within her. Wow. That doesn't say, you know, as long as you feel like it or you don't feel like putting up with things anymore, does it? It says... She will comfort, encourage, and do him only good as long as there is life within her. See, my mother lived that example. As long as there was life in her, she was faithful and loving and kind and stood with him when she didn't see you know, see things, the results, you know, for all those years, but she didn't, she didn't keep, you know, she didn't give up. She kept standing and believing and knowing that God, you know, would come through because she, she, she believed with all of her heart, you know, that the word says that we can claim our household and she wasn't going to have anything less okay she seeks out wool and flax and works with willing hands to develop it so she has a she's creative in her home and patiently uh, for the Lord she's you know she's patient when we pray for patience you know, that's a dangerous prayer to pay, 
to pray because, you know, here come the testings of the Lord. <laughs> she is like the mer- merchant ships loaded with foodstuffs. She brings her household food from a far country. She rises while it is night and gets spiritual food for her household and assigns her maids their task. She considers a new field before she buys or accepts it. See, this is a woman of wisdom and getting her direction from the Lord, not just going out and doing her own thing and, you know, I'm going to do this, God, now. I thank you that you're going to make it work. That doesn't work. (laughs) Um, Buys and accepts it, expanding prudently and not courting neglect of her present duties by assuming others. With her savings of time and strength, she plants fruitful vines in her in her um, vineyard. She girds herself with strength, spiritual, mental, and physical fitness for her God-given task and makes her arms strong and firm. You know, these are scriptures that we, we need to read over ourselves daily because every one of these scriptures you know we we are confronted you know and have and the enemy is always there to discourage you and try to draw you away from and draw us away but when we stand on the word and we we go after what the word says he'll never he'll never leave us She tastes and sees that her gain from work with and for God is good. Her lamp goes not out, but it burns on continually through the night of trouble, privation, or sorrow, warning away fear, doubt, and distrust. Wow. That is something we really have to to go after. She tastes and sees that her gain from work with and for God. You know, what we, what we always want to be doing when, when we're, we can't just be busy. You know, busyness gets us nowhere. But God's will, God's plan, God's direction, that's what what gets us in the direction we're supposed to be going. She tastes and sees that her gain from work and, uh, with and for God is good. Her lamp goes uh, not out, but it burns on continually through the night of trouble, privation, or sorrow, warning away fear, doubt, and dis- distrust. I had already covered that, but... Um, the, how many of you know that it always seems like in the middle of the night <laughs> is when, you know, things, 
you know, you toss, you turn, you try to try to go on to sleep, but but you know, you just you just can't get it off your chest or get help with it until you go ahead and let the Lord minister to you. And that's why continually through the night, he's always there through the night too. He's not, he's not just helping us in the daytime. And like I said, the night times sometimes are the hardest times. But that's when we just get up, go in, put some praise and worship music on and say, I'm not giving in to this. I'm not going to have fear and doubt and distrust. I'm going I am serving the Lord. I'm getting the Lord's plan and I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on what my children are being tempted with. I'm praying. I'm standing you know with the word against uh what the enemy is trying to do in their life and I'm not giving up. I'm persistent. I'm consistent. Persistence and, con- you know, consistent. They are c- key words. She lays her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. She opens her hand to the poor. Yes, she stretches out her filled hands to the needy which is uh, whether bought, um, in body, mind, or spirit. She's not just, you know, it's great that we help people, you know, when we see a need, if they, you know, we need to take them some groceries or whatever we see, you know, might be a need. But, but we're not just meeting them, you know, um, physically and what we see in the natural we're reaching down into the spirit to get to the to to find out whatever's going through and help them get pray you know you have to pray through you know and year, years ago there was a saying you know you you don't quit you you pray through <laughs> you know it's not said so much today but it is the answer you pray through until you know that you have, you know, the Lord has lifted, lifted that, um, that burden off of you and he has taken it from you and he's gone to work on it. So we pray for people and their body, their mind and their spirit. We are a three-part being, and all three parts have to be in good working order. She fears not the snow for her family, for all her household are uh, doubly clothed with scarlet. What a, what a promise. Thank you, Lord. She makes herself coverlets, cushions, and rugs of tapestry. Her clothing is of linen, pure white and fine, and of purple, such as that 
uh, which is the clothing of the priest, and the hallowed cloths of the temple are made. Those colors are the, are the colors of the Lord. The, the purple represents royalty. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that we should show forth the praises of him who had brought us out of darkness and delivered us into his marvelous light. That's who we are. Her husband is known in the gates of the city when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes fine linen garments and leads others to buy them. She delivers to the merchants uh, girdles for sashes that uh, free one for service. That's another one of our calls. The reason that we love people, we minister to them, is that we are helping them get healed, spirit, soul, and body, so they can be freed for the service and the, you know, operating in their gifts and talents and abilities. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and her position is strong and secure. She rejoices over the future. How many of us? We got to be rejoicing over the future. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. The latter day or time to come, knowing that she and her family are in readiness for it. Readiness, spirit, soul, and body. Thank you, Lord. She opens her mouth with skillful and godly wisdom. And in her tongue is the law of kindness. My mother lived this. In her tongue is the law of kindness. I mean, it is just a wonderful thing when, you know, someone is getting ready to go and meet with the Lord, you know, and be with the Lord and and go to heaven. And one of the last things that is said to her children is, your mother is the sweetest, kindest, gentlest person. We never hear her complain. You know, she's, she's just so kind and so sweet. And, you know, everybody in the, in the nursing home, all the nurses, you know, would try to get their work done so they could go and spend some time with Vera, you know. Giving counsel and instruction. The law of kindness. Giving counsel and instruction. That's what we are all about. The Holy Ghost. Letting the Holy Ghost lead, lead us and give kindness and instruction. When the door is opened. You know, you don't. It doesn't work just to try to work your own plan and go and talk to everybody and Pound them with the Bible and everything. You have to be led by the Holy Ghost. And he's, God is the one that opens the door. And he, when you have an open door, 
you know, that's what we've got to learn. We've got to learn to be sensitive and where to take that person in this time that we have with them. We don't know that we'll have another opportunity. Okay, she looks well to how things go. And in her household, um, in her household, and the bread of idleness, gossip, discontent, and self-pity, she will not eat. This is a big one. (laughs) This is a really big one. She looks well to things... uh, to how things go in her household and the bread of idleness, gossip, and discontent and self-pity she will not eat. And that simply means, you know, don't eat of the things that are not going to produce fruit in you. We have to be very careful what we eat spiritually because the word produces every time he's faithful to his word he he never leaves us he never forsakes us her children rise up and call her blessed happy fortunate and to be envied and her husband boast of boast and praises her saying Many daughters have done virtuously, nobly, and well, with the strength of character that is steadfast in goodness. But you excel them all. Oh, Lord, help me to excel them all. That's our prayer. That is our prayer, Lord. I want to be your daughter serving you in excellence in all that you call me to do. Be sensitive where you lead me. Thank you, Lord, that I will excel them all. He's looking for, he's not looking for perfection, but he is looking for excellence. And that doesn't come from my own strength. You know, I got to do this. I'm going to make this work. No. It's his strength flowing through me by being, you know, led by his spirit and by listening to him. Charm and grace are deceptive, and beauty is vain because it is not lasting. How many of you know, I mean, the the world today has just gone crazy on telling you how to make yourself beautiful. Well, yes, we want to be pretty. We want to look nice, but we can't, you know, just get so caught up in it that that we don't think of anything else or anybody else. But a woman who reverently and worshipfully fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands. 
and let her own works praise her in the gates of the city. That, that's what the work of our hands, we have the hands of the Lord. When we reach out to somebody, it's not just with our hands. It's with the hands of the Lord. It's, you know, them feeling the presence of the Lord flowing through you. And, you know, some have asked, what, what is different about you? You know, what, where do you get this peace? How, how did you know that about me? How did you know to, to speak that to me, that I was in a dire, dire need? It's because we got the instruction and the presence of the Lord is leading, is leading us. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates of the city. So that's who we are in Jesus' name. It's in Jesus' name. Like I said, it's not in our own strength. There's no way that we possess anything in our own strength that we can get anything done outside of his presence and his leading and his guidance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. So I just want to pray for everyone here today. I don't know, you know, what your position is with your children or grandchildren or whatever. Uh, but if there are needs, and I know that there, there are needs with all of us, um, that, you know, God just blesses you, gives you the wisdom to minister to them. And if he, you know, if the door for you to be the one to minister to them seems to be closed, he's not limited by that. He'll just use somebody else. You know, I just, when I pray for our son and our, and our daughters, I just say, you know, Lord, I just pray that you send laborers across their pathway. Give them divine appointments. You know, let just um, put them in the right place at the right time with the person that can reach them. You know, we can't reach just anybody and everybody, but we can reach those that we are led by the Holy Ghost to reach. And even though we don't see fruit right that minute, that you planted a seed. And when we plant the seed of the word of God in somebody's life, it remains. It, you know, it will come up. It will. No matter how many years go by, it never, ever leaves. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. So I just want to pray for, for each and every mother and and. Father here that's represented, um, that what, whatever we're dealing with, however we can help, you know, in, in seeing to it that, that our children take the pathway of the Lord. It's our prayer. Lord, they must take your pathway 
don't let them go. You know, the pathway of destruction. But that they would go take your pathway. The Lord is a light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just lift our hands and just call every child, every grandchild, every great-grandchild, all family members. You have promised us, Father, that we can pray and that our... And we can have our household. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And stand with our friends and family for their household. So, Father, we just thank you and we praise you. We thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost, Lord, that is the one that leads us and guides us and opens doors for us to love them and let them see Jesus. Oh, Lord, let them see Jesus in us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Rasandro Shandra Rabakaya. Thank you, Lord. We come against all disobedience, all rebellion. Father, that the enemy would try to to uh, come against them with, we just render the spirit of disobedience and 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 um, every evil work in their lives, Father. And we just thank you and praise you. Thank you, Lord, that they are the healed of the Lord. They are delivered by in your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for opening their eyes and their understanding, Father, that they can know what your perfect will is and be open and teachable and subject to the changes that need to be made, Father. We just praise you and we thank you. Lord, we take all limits off. We take all limits off of our children and our families in Jesus' name, that you will have your way, not their way, not our way, but your way. Thank you, Lord. It's your way we are after. It's your way, the ways of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Send laborers across their pathways. You know who can minister to them and reach them by your spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the sensitivity. We pray for sensitivity of each and every one here, Lord, that we will recognize the doors that are open and we will be bold. Your word says to be bold as a lion. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we are bold. Thank you, Father. We just praise you. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, that we are going uh, quickly. We're going to see the results of our prayers. We just take authority of, of 
having to wait, Father. We speak life. We speak life to these these children, to these family members in Jesus' name. Your life forevermore. You are a forevermore God. Thank you, Lord. We just speak your life. We speak your favor. And we speak your blessings. We speak your blessings. That they will be able to recognize. You are there to bless them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Amen. Well, thank you, babe. Jeremiah 31 verse 16 says, But now this is what the Lord says. Do not weep any longer, for I will reward you, says the Lord. Your children and children's children will come back to you from the distant land of the enemy and fulfill their God-given destiny. Amen. We receive that. Amen. Well, how many of you were blessed? Amen. Amen. How many of us have children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren? We claim all of them for the kingdom of God. Amen? All of them. Praise God. You know, Diane was, was talking about specifically our son. Our son uh, gave us the, the hardest time, you know, of, of all the three. But, uh, you know, sin has a penalty and a price. Whenever you lean to your own ways and your own thinking and everything else. Uh, and because of that, our son died four times. Legally, he was dead four times, but four times he came back. And he knows, he knows who his Redeemer is now. He knows. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. The fact that she just spent time on her knees like she did and everything else is the reason that he is here today. And so never forget prayers work. Maybe you don't see the result like you want to think it should be, but don't stop praying. Don't give up. Don't throw up your hands. I threw up my hands at one point, (laughs) you know, said that's it. I'm just done. Just done. But you can't quit. Yes, Mike. Yeah. This is very important. I talk to the mothers, but also just dads are the men. Before my dad went to go to be with the Lord, he told me a story I'd never heard of. He said, I saw my grandmother, which became my great grandmother. Uh, out of Cottonfield praying, and this was her prayer, that one of her children, grandchildren, or great-grandchildren would go around the world preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. He said, son, you're the fulfillment of that prayer based on what God's called Kay and I to do. Don't quit praying. Pray for those generations.
grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and all the generations that follow That's right. will be godly spirit-filled men, women, boys, and girls. Yeah. Yeah. Keep praying. Yeah. You may not see it, but God's going to answer those prayers. Amen. Amen. I'm born again because my grandmother prayed for me. There's no question about it. I was not raised in a Christian home, but my grandmother, she was a good Christian woman, and she prayed for Philip that he be born again. Amen. Praise God. Let's stand to our feet. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have a book called The Battle Destined to Win by Dr. Jerry Saville. Uh, If you would like this book, Someone would like the book? You you come and get it. Your book. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. <clears throat> don't forget to take food home with you. We don't want to leave any left here. And everything else. Uh, the the only thing that we we need to be sure that the tables are clean. These two tables here in the middle are the only ones that leave the room. Everything else stays here. These chairs leave, uh, and that's fine. Amen. No, yeah, I am. Well, they already started. They already started. Let's pray. Let's pray, and we'll be dismissed. Father, we just praise you. We thank you for our time together. We thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness of the people to come and to be a part. And, Lord, we thank you for sending us new people as well. We thank you for the ones that came today for the first time. And we ask your blessings upon their life. We just ask in Jesus' name now, as we dismiss, we dismiss in your presence, in your love. Thank you for going before us. Thank you that the angels of the Lord are encamped around about us to protect us in all of our goings. And bring us back safely tomorrow as we gather together to hear the word of God in the house of God. In Jesus' name, amen.